It's not right. Like the screen's like, like okay, I get that you're left-handed, <laughs> but like, if it was one screen, you'd move the mouse from here to here. How is that different with two screens? Why would the mouse move from over on that end to this end? Like, why would that happen? Because it's, it would just be weird for me to do. This but you use it with your right hand. Yeah. One okay. day he'll just realize that all my recommendations are the ones. I'm editing this, with. so I would be nice to me. <laughs> Welcome to the Social Marketing Podcast, where we cut through the noise to show you how to engage your brand in the digital world. And now, your hosts, Luke and Clara. Welcome to the Social Marketing Podcast, episode number five. I'm Luke. And I'm Clara. And we're talking to you. Today, we're finishing up the month. Can you believe it? It's been the entire month already. We've finishing up the month talking about these social media platforms, strategies, you know, the basics, getting started, really understanding the spaces and how to get started. And we're talking today about creating ROI on Facebook. Yay! And Facebook is quite the monster yes. <laughs> in many different ways. But first, before we get all into that, it's time for some news. Yeah, um, the article that I'm bringing to you guys from b63line.com um, actually ties in with our topic today. It's about Facebook. Very nice how you um, did that. And what I, what I like about this is one thing that tends to trip people up when it comes to working, you know, Facebook for your business is putting up ads. People tend to get a little unsure of what kind of ads how many different kinds of ads are there? Because mm -hmm. Facebook obviously provides these different options, but so it, many options. it doesn't necessarily come with a handbook to kind of guide you through it all. Um, and one part of this article is, in fact, the fact that they break down the different types mm -hmm. of ads on Facebook. And so I really, really enjoyed that um, where they say, OK, there are video ads, which I think is right. fairly straightforward, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then they go into carousel ads, slideshow ads, collection ads, Canvas mobile Facebook ad formats. Right, that which kind is of, complicated. <laughs> yes, but it's nice to be, like, they start touching upon it right. here, which I think is is important because, yeah. it, like you said, it is complicated and sometimes it kind of gets neglected. Um, and they, if you spend all this time on one type of ad and you turn out it's the wrong type oh, of ad. Oh, that's the worst. I hate that. Um, and they also talk about dynamic ads, um, you know, what that, what that really means. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And how that works with A-B testing. I um, mean, that's pretty much when we say a dynamic ad, it's, you know, mm -hmm. we're going to be promoting several products. Or you're going to create an ad and you want to kind of tweak it just a little bit so you can run two right. very similar ones to yeah. see which one does better. Um, link ads to see how you want to get more click-throughs to whatever, mm -hmm. wherever you want to send yep. them. And then um, obviously lead ads. So it kind of gives you guys an overview of what that is and then goes into it in more in depth on, you know, the people on Facebook, how to engage with them and how to know which ads are the right ones to go for. So awesome. a great read will be, um, yeah, that's on the show notes, exactly. Uh, socialmarketingpodcast.com. And the thing is with, um, AB testing, they made it a lot easier. They did recently. And I, I even, I've, I've loved it so much cause it's so easy. I was just like, Oh, I had maybe $10 to spend like boosting this post. Might as well do five and five, or like maybe not boosting posts because I mean it's you can split test maybe audience. I don't know. I have to delve into that more. That's but actually creating the ad, actually creating the ad has become so much easier. Yeah, such a time saver instead of like creating another ad and then and then like copying and pasting 
over and then re-uploading the image and resetting the demographics. It's it's so nice. Thank you, Facebook, if you're listening. Um, Obviously which we know listening. you always are. <laughs> Facebook is always listening to you. We know that, right? Um, but anyway, my ad, my, my ad, my um, article is something very interesting I saw. It was all over the news. You might have seen it. But it's about this woman who went $10,000 into debt trying to get Instagram famous. So this particular article is on Petapixel, which is a great website for photography and videography, by the way. Hmm. Um, It's absolutely wonderful. I know my brother, who's a professional videographer. He uses this all the time. He's always showing me articles on here. Um, But to the point. So I'll put a link to this in the show notes so you can look um, for it at yourself. And if you're maybe near a computer or have to pull it up on your phone, you can read along with us just looking at this. But... I I had an interesting take on this. So I saw this article, and whenever 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 I see something around social media, I usually get very skeptical, because it's just such a trend to bash social media, especially bash um, people who are influencers on social media, and especially to bash people who are trying to become influencers on social media. And I think the first thing to start off with is being an influencer on social media is actually a real job now. Like, that's an actual real job that you can make a living off of. And I was just thinking, we, we, had this talk, we were talking before the episode, and I was saying, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, acting. You know, people say like, oh, you know, try YouTube famous, that's stupid. But go and become an actor. Sure, you know, follow your dream. Like, you know, it's kind of easier to get Instagram famous than become, a, you know, an actual, uh, you know, well-paid actor. Because it just... The way the industry is, is there's actually, there's no barrier on Instagram. Yeah. So I was looking over this profile first. And I was like, okay, she spent a lot. She went $10,000 into debt. That's not good. <laughs> we are neither <laughs> of us, like both of us, we're debt free from college. Yep. Um, We're not advocates of debt in any way. We understand it's necessary. Well, yeah, of course. Cases, yeah, of sort, but of course, yeah, we're not cases. proponents. We're not of... saying debt's evil. <laughs> 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 not at all. That's not what we're saying. Um, but anyway, so I was looking at her profile, and I really liked it. Like, I just I just really liked her personality. I liked the way she displayed herself. I just, I thought it was, she did a really good job. And when I was looking at this, I thought, okay, first of all, what's the problem here? Because I didn't, I didn't, I don't think the problem was that she went $10,000 into debt. That's not the root of the problem. And what I saw was, oh, okay, she didn't have enough patience. And that's the problem here. Mm. So when I was looking through her posts, because her posts are great. And she gets good engagement. She has a decent amount of followers. I believe it's in the 20,000. Pulling it up right now. And I just really enjoyed it. She has 36,000 followers, which is not easy to do. And obviously, she spent a lot of money doing it through ads, through buying a bunch of, like, really nice clothes um, to get, you know, people following her. But the problem was she didn't have enough patience. If she was simply patient, she, you know, showed that personality. She has a great personality. She's great. I love the way she presents herself. But she was simply more patient and didn't take the shortcuts and didn't spend all the money. She would have got big. It would have just taken longer. And that's the yeah. problem is that when it comes to internet stardom, you'll see things um, like trends that just pop up out of nowhere. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of a single trend. Like a uh, Druid Sandstorm. I've been... <laughs> I've been listening to it so much. I learned how to play it on the piano. Um, that's the first thing that came to mind. And people will see things like that. I mean, and they'll see like someone get famous from it. And they'll think, oh, wow, that's the way I get 
famous is through these trends, is through overnight success. If I don't get overnight success, then I'm doing it wrong. And that's so far from the truth. <laughs> we could have a whole podcast <laughs> just on the concept of overnight success. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we, I mean, Claire and I talk about it all the time. Um, it's just how wrong that mindset is. So really what I got away from this is, first of all, I wouldn't recommend getting into debt trying to get Instagram famous. I, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. I'm not a, I'm not a financial <laughs> analyst. I'm not, I'm not some kind of hedge fund. I don't know who gives a financial advisor. But, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. I would instead recommend having patience. Yeah. And play the long game. Play the long game. Because that's going to pay off. And I'm not saying, I mean, she might make all her money back. She might have made, she might have made all her money back by now. Yeah. Through, through sponsorships. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't know what's going on in this lady's personal life. <laughs> but what I do know is that, um, yeah, if you spend a lot of money, you can get there fast. But, but I mean, is it worth is it? Is it worth it? Is yeah. it worth it? And so that's my lesson for today. And I, I saw this article, it was trending. And of course, it's about social media and something I feel passionate about. Debt, social media, incident, stardom. <laughs> All things that I just absolutely love. <laughs> or love to discuss. Or love to discuss. Analyze. Yeah. yeah. Um, but sure. anyway, let's get to our topic. All right. And we're talking about breaking through on Facebook, generating an ROI on Facebook, generally just gaining an audience on Facebook. Yeah. I, I almost want to start us off by saying... When you come, when you approach Facebook, don't have the right, the same mindset as Twitter or Instagram when it comes to growing your followers organically. Yeah. Now, what what do I mean by that? Don't use hashtags. (laughs) Well, definitely. We'll get into that. Just the amount of growth that you'll receive on Facebook. If you're Mm -hmm. sitting there, you know, ripping your hair out because it's been a month and your Instagram following is growing wonderfully and Facebook, you've only gotten 20 followers. That's not abnormal in fact it's normal because right. the way that the algorithm works on facebook is and there's more competition there's so much more competition yeah facebook is going to be very useful to you in a different way mm-hmm. um and i think that tying it back to the article that i presented people are now on facebook and i know we'll go into this a little more why are people on facebook right. and one thing that we've really noticed is that people use facebook almost like a search engine yep you, you search for yes obviously it's still well, very, like youtube is youtube is yeah. the second largest search engine in the exactly. world exactly and you see facebook having investing heavily in video content in fact the the amount of video content on facebook what's viewed is just the percentage is skyrocketed yeah. i think it's like a 128 percent ever since well i mean ever since it started i remember since... when they first really came out with video and especially like live video and stories and it's just the massive amount from like going from like links in my feed and pictures in my feed to videos in my feed yeah. is ridiculous. So that's kind of where your strong suit's going to be when it comes to advertising your business. The price that you get, the amount of customization that you get, Facebook is going to be your key, you know, your... You're Goliath. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so that's kind of when you're looking at your different social medias, you're like, where is the ROI going to come back on that? That's where it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the more money you have to spend on Facebook ads, the bigger your following will grow, right. Qu- you know, the quicker it'll grow. But don't be discouraged if you only see, you know, five likes on a Facebook page, on your Facebook post, and then a hundred likes on the same post on Instagram. They're mm-hmm. different algorithms and they function differently. Yep. And also, um, it's, I think it's important to note, is talking about the issue of patience. Is that getting zero engagement on Facebook in the beginning 
as normal. Yeah. It took me on my own, my, in my other project that I run, on my Facebook page, when I first started out, I mean, I was terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I was, this was five years ago. Um, but I got no engagement for months. I mean, I would get maybe a like here, maybe a like there. I mean, I think it was really like a year or two until I began to say like, okay, now I can assume that I'll consist if I ask a question. And that's kind of like how I gauge um, where Facebook pages is, is I'll say, can I ask a question and guarantee get an answer in the comments? Mm, that's that's like, a good That's how I gauge, gauge like, because um, that's how I kind of gauge like, am I there yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll see like, is my page stable? Is my page growing? Is my page alive? That's how I gauge, you know, personally. And of course there's metrics and there's the more technical side of it, analytics. But personally, that's how I kind of gauge it. And it will take a while. Like, I think me, it took like a year or two. I mean, if you have all the information that I didn't have at the time, yeah, you can grow your page faster than that. Yeah. That's true. Um, but I was just, just starting out. Yeah. And it's in that's a good point because, um, you know, the algorithm has obviously changed since five years ago. True, and it, yes. it's the one platform that they do consistently tweak and they mm-hmm. alter a lot. And um, it's not the easiest thing in the world to get a hold yeah. of and know how it's changed or what's changed in it. You really have to stay on top of the yeah. ball. And nothing's set in stone either. That's, yeah. For example, like um, when I was I took a social media class. It was really fun. But one thing that we, we studied, you know, like what has better, uh, biggest weight. And obviously mm-hmm. video. Yes. Like they prioritize video. Picture and image is next. And then a link or and is next and then a, a plain text post. Yeah. So what I noticed though is on my page that I was running, my text post, just plain text, they got the most engagement out of any of my other posts. Interesting. And so what I kind of figured out, so I brought that up um, as a topic and we're like, why is that happening? Like Facebook is against this. But when we found out that my text posts get the most engagement, gets the most reach, people like them. So Facebook figured that out that, oh, people like his, his audience likes his plain text posts. And so even to today, my plain text <laughs> posts, my long posts, no, and they're long because you talk about, you know, keeping it short on yeah. Facebook. They're long. They're, you know, they're not, it's not, I don't, I sometimes maybe have a picture. I'll maybe just have a link or sometimes, I mean, sometimes I'll just post plain text on Facebook, and it always does well. Well, now here's my question for you. Who's your target audience on Facebook? Exactly. My target audience is older women, or that, uh, at least that is my audience. <laughs> yeah. And and so it's it fits it fits with the audience. Yeah. Um, and, of course, my audience really grew very naturally because I didn't do a whole lot of page-like ads. Or at least I didn't do, like, real page-like ads. I tested I've tested a bunch, but yeah. I mean, my page grew very naturally. And so people who naturally were interested in what I had to say in my niche, they liked my page and they followed me. So it was a very, it was a very natural growth that I experienced. And so it was very interesting to me, right? Cause, and I want, I just, and I say that not to brag about myself, but just because you'll see articles and you see like even us talking about this, but nothing is set in stone. Like just yeah. because the algorithm prioritizes for video doesn't mean that if you post a video, it will do better. True. It probably will. The likelihood <laughs> of it doing better is, of course, bigger. But it doesn't mean that it definitely will do better than other posts. And that's where really finding your niche and your voice come in. Yeah. And again, it's the same with all the other platforms. This takes time. Mm-hmm. So give yourself the patience and the timeline to allow it to de- yourself to develop your voice and to really figure out who your niche is because you might walk in thinking one thing like oh my target audience is this and then over time figure out oh actually no it's not and then you adjust accordingly to the information that you're being given um 
Now, the way that Facebook works as far as your information being found, this is where it gets a little tricky. Yes. Because Instagram has hashtags, mm-hmm. right? And Twitter, Twitter has... T- retweets. Retweets. Yeah. Uh, with Facebook, and it's... Hashtags. You know, you just got to grow your audience <laughs> and hope that they view it so that it can... I mean, you can comment on other people's you, stuff. Yeah, you can comment, you can share, you you can you can DM or yeah. PM through Facebook. PM, PM, yeah. Personal message, yeah. Right, exactly, through Facebook. <laughs> they, they're the different... They're the one that's different out of all the other social medias. Yes. Um, but yeah, growth is... It's so different from other social medias. And to really understand, I think one great way um, is to get offline. Like the way I grew my page was always, it was through offline, funneling people offline into my online. Yeah. And that's the way I grew my Facebook. And it worked really well for me because I did a lot of public speaking. I was face to face with people and I got them, I got them, like I formed a relationship with them offline, brought them to my online. Um, but you might be thinking, well, I run an online store from my house, you know, how, how do I grow yeah. my Facebook? And really an important thing is to first, you have to create content that your target audience is interested in, right? You have to find your voice. You have to find your niche, like all, all the stuff that we've been talking about. And you probably read a lot. And we're going to have a moment of honesty here. The biggest way that you grow your following on Facebook is through page like ads, which is really just saying, okay, Facebook, I give in to your tactics. I will give you money so that you can push my page out into the, you know, in front of the audience that I know is my target audience. Mm-hmm. And that is in fact going to get you paid, you know, your, your, your likes like and your page. followers. Yeah. And you might be thinking, well, I don't have tons of money and it really doesn't take, like you can start off with $10. Yeah. Like, it's it doesn't true. take that much. Of course, I mean, the more money you put into it, the more you'll get out of it. And the more, don't just start randomly either, because the one big benefit of Facebook is how customizable yeah. your ads can be. Yep. So if you already know for a fact that some of you, the customers you are targeting like certain things, regardless yeah. of whether your it's, niche, right? yeah, the people in your niche already like a certain brand even, you can have that as one of the criteria. People mm-hmm. who like the brand page of this big brand target those people because that's my target audience. So when you have that information in place, you'll find that the benefit of paying for page likes is that quite a few of these people can in fact turn into your customers. Yep. It's not a random you know dart that you're throwing at a board and board and hoping right. that, that it'll turn and out. And with that in mind, cheaper does not mean better. I think we learned this lesson is trying to find the cheapest page like ad possible by ignoring who we were actually targeting, yeah. ignoring our niches, instead going for cheap versus for quantity versus quality. And that just ends badly. Just trust <laughs> us on that. It doesn't end well. We've tried. We tried and we thought it was a great tactic at first. And we're like, no, this is awful because now my posts are just going to people who don't even care about my page. And yeah. who knows why they liked it, but it was like one cent. Yeah. <laughs> and um and it, it just it just is not worth it. It doesn't it makes you look better in the short term, but it'll just hurt you when you're actually trying to create good content and push it out to your followers and it's going to people who don't care about you or the page. They're just there's a lot of theories ar- around cheap Facebook likes. Um, I don't know how accurate they are <laughs> because they're just theories and no one really knows. Um, but yeah, page like ads is great. Also boosting your posts to audience. So let's say, let's say we create a post. Let's say we create a post about marketing. We could pitch this post. We could boost this post to people who like Gary Vee. Yeah. Right. A marketing guy. If you don't know who Gary Vee is, he's a <laughs> marketing guru. We could pitch this. So that way 
people, when they're scrolling through their feed, people who like his page, they'll see our content and go, that's interesting content. I like it because I'm into marketing. I like this type of thing because I like this type of person. I'm going to like it. I'm going to like their page. I'm going to share this. And that is how you get found. And I know, and no, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, I mean, I need to remember that Facebook is a free tool that they give you. Yeah. And and they're trying and they need and they're trying to make the most profit they can. They're a business. They're a business. Just like you. And like you're trying to make the most profit you can. Um, they are too. And they found out that, hey, you know, if we restrict pages <laughs> from getting a lot of reach, they'll pay more. And we did. Yep. <laughs> and we paid more. <laughs> so so it's it's we're living in this semi-harmony with Facebook right now where they're trying out their features and us marketers going, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's on. adapt. Yeah. And that's the thing, out of all of them, really, Facebook is the one you really have to watch for updates. Yeah. Um, they recently just did, um, they decided not to go with the split um, feed. I can't remember if we discussed that or not. We did. Yeah. The, so, yeah, no longer having, you're not going to have two feeds. Don't worry about that. It's all still one feed with business and personal mixed. life mixed in. So just really watch for updates when it comes to Facebook because they can be drastic, especially with the algorithm is, um, you know, just Googling Google algorithm update gives you so many results. Yeah. And just staying on top of that is really helpful and a really great way to, you know, grow your Facebook and adapt. That was Facebook. Yep. And right. what it comes down to is you've got to do, you got to great, create really good ads and you can use split testing to drive down the cost. And so don't think that we're, you're just going to have to pay out a ton of money to grow on Facebook. Now, this is not necessarily true. It can just take a little bit for you to really get started. And that has been the Social Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>